Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening. We've got Larry on the phone down there in the south. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Uh... Before we get rolling here, uh, somebody wrote me an email. I'm not going to name the name that's in here uh, because the name names are not important, but doctrine is extremely important. And uh, <clears throat> there is a doctrine going around that's wrong. It's like dominionism. You can easily prove dominionism is totally incorrect, and it's a misreading of a lot of stuff. But anyway... This one is about basically saying that we are all sons and daughters of God, that Jesus was God incarnated on earth. Well, of course, that's true, that he was the one, that he was one of many who visited earth to aid mankind. He is saying that Jesus is an extension of our heavenly Father. So when he speaks of others coming to earth also besides Jesus, he is referring to Jesus' watchers, or at least that's what the interpretation is. Now, the problem with all this, this is no different than uh, uh, the uh, Great White Brotherhood of Elizabeth Clare Prophet. That's what they're trying to say. And uh, basically that we are all sons sons of God, and that is not true. It flat out is denied in the book of Genesis. And uh, we were, at one time, Adam and Eve were son and daughter of God. That No question about it. That was severed at the fall. And uh, humanity became, essentially, a lost soul because of the severance that occurred at the fall, the knowledge of good and evil. But anyway, the Bible totally contradicts this concept, and only a few are actually the sons of God. The vast, vast majority of humanity are in reality sons of Satan. This is something they will not accept, but because they're born fallen, and they totally refuse what the Bible has to say. So what we have done is we invent all these philosophies and all these religions uh, instead of doing what Jesus told us to do. Now, either the Bible is telling you the truth or it's lying to you. And if it's lying, then it's the biggest lie ever perpetrated upon humanity from an outside source, by the way, which we can now prove through computers, et cetera, et cetera and the mathematical continuity of Scripture. But anyway, it says Jesus uh, gave humanity a straight gate, which he did, and a narrow way, which he did. And also he said most of humanity would totally reject all of that and manufacture their own ways to heaven. That's scriptural. That's what it says. 
So it's all Broadway theology, and it leads to eternal ruin, all of which is denied and contradicted by world religions, including Christianity today. Many wolves in sheep's clothing. Really what it boils down to is the ascensionists, the New Age, versus descent to the lowest room, which is what Jesus Christ commanded. And that's what the straight gate narrow way is. Anyway, John 3, 18 through 20. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Pretty exclusive. Only begotten Son of God. That's why it says there is no other name under the You don't need avatars. You don't need all these people coming down like the Great White Brotherhood and their uh, beings of light and all of that, avatars they call them, uh, who come down here and uh, mess up the, the simplicity of the, of the gospel. So this is what it says. This is the condemnation. Only one, that light, divine love, is come into the world through Jesus Christ, who was divine love. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Remember where Jesus said, you know how to give good gifts to your children. You being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. What, what he's really talking about here is different love types, mankind's fallen love versus the love of God, which is a wholly different type of love. And anyway, for everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light, hateth divine love, neither will come to divine love or the light, lest his deed should be reproved. In other words, you're going to stand before the Son of God sooner or later, and uh, Jesus is telling you, you better do it now. Because if you don't do it now, it's going to be a, a, a bad time for people. Because if you die, he can't help you. You're beyond help at that point. This is what this is all about. Now, 1 John 3, 1 through 3. Behold, what manner? or type of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That's divine agape. They call it agape in the Greek. It's actually just divine love. That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, if you're regenerated, born again, whatever you want to call it, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's a double reference, standing before the Son of Man in rebirth and standing before the Son of Man at the rapture. And every man that has his hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Now, Luke twelve twenty-eight. If then God so clothes the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, 
neither be you of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay? Now, the, the premise is we're all sons of God and daughters of God. That is simply a lie. It is refuted in the scriptures over and over and over again. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, this is very, very interesting. Look up the word little, and it comes, the word is micros. It's a primary word, small in size, quantity, and uh, least, little, small. We have our word micro, abnormally small, one millionth, one millionth, folks. One in a million is what it's telling you. Micro, one in a million, tiny, abnormally tiny, as it was in the days of Noah. Remember when Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be? Well, not a whole lot of people were saved back in the days of Noah. Now, this is scary stuff if you understand it. Very scary stuff. Uh, anyway, from the word micro, small or minute, with small quantities. From the Greek word micros, small. So, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be again. To have a father in heaven, you have to be born again. Otherwise, your father is not in heaven. Remember when Jesus was taken up uh, by Satan into a high place? And he said, uh, bow down and worship me and I'll give you these kingdoms. I'll give you the people of the kingdoms. You can rule over them. And the Lord said, no, I don't think so. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But he, that's what he basically said. I don't think that's going to happen. But he did not argue with Satan that these kingdoms were his. Because Jesus knew absolutely that they were Satan's kingdoms. And Satan said, I'll give them to whomsoever I want. Well, Kingdoms are made up of people, fallen people. This is where the world gets into a whole world of trouble because they have refuted that concept. We're not fallen. What are you talking about? That's old wives' tale. We're not fallen creatures. Most people, when you think of a fallen creature, they think of Satan, demons, or um, jinn, or whatever name you want to apply to these fallen entities, fallen angels. But they never include themselves. But we are fallen. Humanity is a fallen race. That's the whole concept of Scripture, is that mankind is a fallen creature in dire need of uh, restitution, or whatever you want to call it, and has to be saved. So 
Jesus came in as a redeemer. Now, what they do is they deny all that, and they say, no, Jesus was just one of many ascended masters, one of many beings of light who came down here to educate us and show us a way. That's not who Jesus Christ was. Jesus Christ was the redeemer of humanity. There is no other name under the heavens by which anyone can be saved. So it doesn't matter if you invent a religion that says otherwise. It doesn't matter if you invent some philosophy that makes you feel good. It doesn't matter what you do, what you say, or what you believe. What matters is what Jesus Christ believes. Now, either he was the one and only begotten Son of God, the Redeemer of humanity, or he was a liar, and everybody has to make up their mind one way or the other. If you reject it, which multitudes do, the vast majority do, what happens if Jesus was telling you the truth? Where do they end up? They end up in eternal ruin, according to the scriptures. Once you're in eternal ruin, you never get out. You're there forever. Uh, But they don't believe that anymore. So anyway, here's another verse. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. This is the law and the prophets. Well, we can show that down to divine love. That's That's what it is. Enter ye in, Jesus said, at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate. He's telling you why they won't go into the narrow way, because straight's the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, few there be that find it. And you will find Many, many references to that all over the Bible, even in the Old Testament. It's in there. All you got to do is go look for it. Okay, so the word few of uncertain, um, let's see, it says puny in extent, degree, number, or value. Small, same thing as micros, uh, consisting of amounting only to a small number of people. What did he say? As it was in the days of Noah. And uh, then one of the other uh, meanings, at least some but indeterminately small in number. Okay, and a small number of units or individuals. And if we go on, you know, that's what few means. So it's a lie to think that everybody is a son of God or a daughter of God. That's simply untrue. And people don't like to be told they're actually sons and daughters of Satan because they're fallen. That's what happened. We are now in the image of fallen Adam. Uh, the, The simplicity of it is astounding. It's just that people refuse it because it's offensive. It's offensive to be told you're a fallen creature. Do you know the difference between right and wrong, good or evil? 
That's why you're fallen. That's what makes you a fallen creature. I know people just don't like that, but thats I have to tell you the truth. I don't have any options. I have to tell you the actual truth. And it's hard. These are hard sayings. In fact, there were a group who stood before Jesus Christ. And he said, these are hard sayings. And Jesus looked at him and he said, well, are you guys going to leave too? Are you going to turn away? Because I'm telling you the truth? Because I'm telling you hard sayings? Harsh sayings? They are harsh. What could be more harsh than a person standing before the Lord and being told, get away from me. I don't know who you are. I have no clue as to who you are. And being sent into eternal ruin with no recourse, no way of getting out, nothing. Is anybody going to tell me that's easy? It's harsh. It's hard. The whole gospel, once you understand it, is extremely harsh. It's just the false preachers, teachers, and liars out there, evangelists, have converted the harsh sayings of the Lord into easy believism. Just say a simple prayer and you're in. you got a ticket to ride. You're going to go to heaven. The Bible refutes that over and over and over again. But people don't want to hear that, so they cannot hear the harsh, hard sayings. They just absolutely deny it. I get all kinds of emails from people. You're a liar. You're this. You're that. You're a son of Satan. Because they will not understand and don't want to understand the harshness and the hardness of the scriptures. It's not a joke. This is not a joke. Jesus Christ died on Calvary to save you, and you're mocking him. If you deny the straight gate and narrow way, you are mocking everything he came here to do. I wouldn't want to be you if that's what you're doing. And I do get a lot of emails from people, well, that's not true. That's not true. We're saved by just simply a, a John 3.16, or we say a prayer, and they ought to go down a couple more verses. Come to the light. This is the condemnation. One, you don't have divine love. And because you don't have it, you're a lost creature. And there's only one way to get it. Jesus tells you how it is and what it is. And if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. He didn't come down here with a couple of Uzis strapped to his side and saying, I'm going to kill every one of you if you won't do it. Well, actually, he does at the end if you won't do it. Harsh, harsh. He died on a cross for you, all of you, even the global deep state that cartoons in and listens. He died for every one of you, too. And you mock him. You mock everything he did. You claim that the Bible is nothing but a pack of lies. It's just mythology. It doesn't mean anything. Well, you can say that until your dying breath. But when you leave here and you cross over, you're going to find out the hard way that Jesus Christ was exactly who he said he was. And you're going to go to eternal ruin. That's harsh. I didn't make it up. Jesus said it. 
All these people like Franklin Graham and all these uh, evangelists out there, they're liars. They're very deceived, and they're deceiving others. Go look at Peter. Peter warned you all about these people. So didn't Jesus. He called them wolves in sheep's clothing. They come to you as Christians. They act as Christians. They, for all the world, look like Christians. But they aren't. They're deceived, and they're deceiving others. And uh, you can find that even in the Apocrypha, the uh, uh, unbiblical, if you want to call it that, books that are floating around out there. Read what they have to say. Read the book of Enoch about all this. It's right in there. The vast majority of people will go to hell, not because they have to. It's simply because they will not accept the truth. Anybody can be saved. What did God himself say, God the Father? It's not my will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. It's not the Father's will that anybody go to eternal ruin. He does not want that. He says, I take no pleasure in this. Well, if he takes no pleasure in this, and he offers salvation, and anybody can do it, they just have to want to. And what we what we have here is nothing but, I guess one could say, um, total apostasy away from the scriptures, which the scriptures said would happen. They said it would happen, and it has. Peter warned you about all of this. He told you who they were. People are not paying any attention to it. The real truth is laying out in the street, being trampled on even by the preachers, teachers, evangelists. It's just being trampled on. And I'm, I have to call them out because it's the truth. I wouldn't have a leg to stand on if the scriptures didn't say exactly what they say. Anybody can read it. It's just they don't want to read it. Oh, that's your interpretation. No. When Jesus said, enter you in, what part of enter do you not understand? What part of in? What part of straight? What part of narrow? What part of life do you not understand? You can read it. You know exactly what it says, probably better than I do. So why don't you do it? Why don't you? How do you call? And Jesus asked this very good question. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? How do you call yourself a Christian? and not do what Jesus Christ ordered you to do. Well, Billy Graham told me I don't have to do anything but say a sinner's prayer. Well, Billy Graham's a liar. Because the Bible says he's a liar. Jesus said if you're telling the truth, you're going to be reviled, you're going to be hated, you're going to be persecuted. You're even going to have death threats. Had a number of those. Oh, why? Because the world hates the truth. Deep state, global deep state, these Satanists hate the truth. They hate Jesus Christ with such a hatred you can't even begin to believe it. They're, they're energized by Satan who hates God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. You're in a war whether you want to believe it or not. You're in a war. And Satan has 
captive, the human, the, the human race. They are held captive. Jesus came behind enemy lines to save you. If you mock him, which is what he's saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, not do what I say? That's mocking him. Where do you go? Eternal ruin. It's right there in the scriptures, folks. Either the the Bible is telling you the absolute truth, or it's the biggest pack of lies ever handed to the human race from an outside source. You've got to make up your mind. Is the Bible telling you the truth, or is it a pack of lies? Is Jesus Christ the only anointed, the only Son of God, came here to bail you out? Is that true, or is it false? If it's true, and you believe it's true, then why will you not do what he says? Why are you calling him your Lord and utterly redacting and retracting everything Jesus told you to do? Because if you say, I'm saved by a sinner's prayer, you're denying the straight gate narrow way. You're mocking Jesus Christ. There is no such thing as a sinner's prayer in the scriptures. It doesn't exist. It's not there. I wish it was. I wish Billy Graham's theology was absolutely true. It would be wonderful if it was true. I don't like bringing this kind of news I've been living a bad, bad, uh, I don't know what you would call it. When you step out and you start telling the truth about what it says, you've got all of humanity against you, and especially the Christians. They hate it. They will not come to the truth. Just like the Bible says, few versus multitudes. And when you go into Matthew chapter 7, oh, I forgot, these, uh, uh, there's another heresy out there. It's called the Paulines. The Paulines. What they do is they substitute Jesus Christ and put in Paul. And um, there's a bunch of people out there on video on YouTube, and they're liars. I'm telling you right now, they're lying through their teeth. They say, well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John belong really in the Old Testament. Uh, the heresies are abounding now. It's no different than dominionism. It's a lie. It's not true. It's very easily disproved in the scriptures. What happens is people don't want to face the awful truth of who they are, the wicked inner heart. Jeremiah says, your heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? It's hidden. Guess where rebirth and true regeneration are ta- take place? It's in that inner wicked heart. The straight gate, the narrow way, is nothing more than a revelation of that wicked inner heart. And the straight gate, narrow way, is the way of death. Jesus said, except you pick up your cross and follow me, you don't deserve me, he said. You don't deserve anything about me. Well, a cross is an instrument of death. Going to Job, wisdom and understanding are not found in the land of the living. Nowhere to be seen. Well, where is it found then? In Job, you'll find out. It's death and hell. 
say, oh, we've heard of that wisdom and understanding. Jesus said, pick up your cross. God will deal with anyone who really wants to know the truth. No, instead, we're finding prophecies now, even modern ones, where they're saying, well, I wanted all this power of the gifts of the Spirit, but I didn't want to repent. And Jesus said that through one of these prophecies, I think it read it on one of these night shadows. No, they were enthralled with their gifts of power, but they would not repent. The only repentance is straight gate narrow way. And I advise everybody that's listening, if you haven't done it, to get on your knees before God and say, is this straight gate narrow way the truth? Tell me if it's the truth. He will. He'll tell you that it's true. I guarantee it, 100%. Anyway, uh, that, I hope that answers that question. That is a lie if you think everybody born on earth is a son of God or a daughter of God. It's simply untrue. The vast majority of people on this planet are fallen. They are considered evil. They are considered the enemy of God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Hard sayings, but that's what it says. And I can't help what it says. I'm only a messenger. And for the last 30-some-odd years, I've tried to get people not to believe anything I'm telling you. I don't want you to believe me. I want you to get into the scriptures and prove it for yourself. But I'll tell you one thing. Don't ask for truth if you don't want it. And that's about how, how I would close this out. It's <laughs> The signs, folks, are everywhere. Jesus is going to be returning any time now. And we got signs everywhere. Here's one. Euphrates River is drying up. Latest images show that the waters of the Euphrates River have decreased significantly as a result of a water war waged by invading Turkish state against the people of the north. Wow. Folks, that's prophecy in Book of Revelation that the Euphrates River will dry up, making the way for the kings of the east. Larry knows all about that, too, because China now is fielding, what is that number, 200 million man army, Larry? Oh, it's entirely possible it could be more than that, actually. Um, They're they're not at a loss for humanity. I mean, they got a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you wanted to bring up some uh, something on the Torah codes and also some stuff from Hal Turner, so why don't you uh, just elaborate on that? Okay, if, if people aren't confused yet, I'll see what I can do about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty interesting. Well, it is to me, I'll put it that way. You know, I know a lot of people, um, you know, that, I suppose it sounds like, uh, you know, I was thinking as you were sharing there how that Adam fell, and oddly enough, if you really read it, uh, he fell willingly. Uh, yes. You know, his wife, uh, Eve, she fell, uh, I suppose, by just disobedience. But he fell willingly, knowing all along that she had just fallen. But he decided, well, I guess I'll fall with you. How's that? Well, 
we can all look back now and we can thank Adam and Eve for all our problems. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. Yep. Yeah, it is. But, you know, a lot of people don't think about it like that. And and I was thinking, too, as you were sharing that, you know, the precedent God set, you know, in the days of Noah, you know, he actually, uh, it's odd because in Jubilees and uh, Jasher and, and so, you know, those books that a lot of people say hadn't got anything to do with the Bible, however they do, it, you know, it's just like the book of Enoch. The Bible talks about the book of Enoch. Now, isn't that odd? You know, the Bible yes. talks and references the book of Enoch, and there's scripture in there that references Jesus, yet they say, well, that's not even Christian. And I'm thinking, well, it's news to me. But anyway, <laughs> with that being said, you know, it, it seems like God had set a precedent. Now, I don't know what happened to people prior to Adam, okay? You know, I've studied a lot, but I ain't got any far, further back than that. But uh, with Adam now, he set a precedent, and if you, you and I wrote a, I probably wrote the most unread uh, article anybody ever heard of, God's prehistoric rapture, and you know, yep. I, you know the one I'm talking about, and of course, uh, I couldn't, well, I couldn't give it away, but anyway, you know, I studied all of that, and I found, and it, it clearly talked about, you know, because I got to thinking, you know, he only saved eight people through the flood. And that's not a lot of people, by the way. And and I was thinking as you were sharing that, well, maybe he'll go a little further this time. And uh, here at the end of grace, maybe he'll save 12. Boy, that's something to make people sit back and take notice of, isn't it? But, yeah. you know, because you mentioned micro, and that's very, very true. But, you know, I, I was thinking um, it clearly says, and it really does in the book of Jasher and some of the other books. In Jasher, it says it three indicate three times it details how that because of what was about to come on humanity because of the people that loved him that he didn't want them to see the end if you will you know noah's flood and all that happened and what happened to all their i guess it would be their aunts and uncles and, and mothers and fathers and children and grandchildren and he didn't you know god had mercy and he didn't want them to see it so guess what it, 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 if you read it clearly in Jasher, it talks about how that in one year, and I know this doesn't, this is not something that probably uh, the church teaches that much, but uh, in one year, the people that loved God that wasn't going to go through the flood, which was only eight people, he killed them. They died. Right. They died away so they wouldn't see and be exposed to the evil that was about to come upon the whole human race, basically. And uh, I know people have a hard time with that. So with that, with that fairy tale that I just finished, biblical fairy tale, if you will, that's very, very true. Um, I wanted to share this, and, and you know, I'll tell people this will this ought to really blow your mind because you know I've been following Barry Rothman. Now Barry Rothman's a neat guy. I like Barry, and I get along real well with him. And uh, but oddly enough. Uh, you know, the Bible clearly says that that God blinded the Jews. Well, yep. Barry's a, you know, he fits that mold. I mean, you know, he don't believe in Jesus at all. Jesus hadn't come yet, you know, the Messiah. He don't call yes. him Jesus. He calls him the Messiah. And anyway, um, but, he, but Barry really does dig into some interesting stuff. Now, here's a good one, and this has got two matrices that has been uh, run here. Now, this is, this is telling. 
You know, for people that don't believe the Bible was supernatural, that all of this began supernaturally, <laughs> uh, you're going to have a hard time with this one, okay? A real, real hard time. And I watched a movie one time that was interesting to me. I guess, Stuart, I'm using my half hour here. But anyway, I was <laughs> I was watching a, a really interesting movie. For y'all that hadn't watched it, you ought to watch it sometime. It's called uh, Heaven is for Real. And that's a story about a little bitty kid, a preacher's son, that got appendicitis and it went bad and he almost died. And he actually died or you know, in the hospital and was in the mm-hmm. spirit watching his daddy go into the prayer room and yell at God. And uh, then he went. He was taken to heaven, and it was he met Jesus, and he, you know all this kind of stuff. It's a really, really good movie now. And uh, oddly enough, then he came back. You know, he came back to life, if you will, and the you know they resuscitated him, and uh, he 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 was healed. You know, he came out of the hospital, and and then he began to remember what Jesus told him, and he remembered the angels sang to him, and he remembered. Uh, he met uh, up there his daddy's daddy named Pop. That's what everybody called him, Pop. I know a lot of people don't believe anything I'm saying, but, you know, you don't know. Maybe you don't know what I know, okay, or you hadn't been where I've been. But if, with that being said, uh, one of the things that the little boy was asked, and, you know, he wasn't, I don't think he was seven or eight when this happened. Yeah. But anyway, they asked him, did you, did you see Satan? Oh, my God, the the. Yeah, and of course the film is 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 produced. However, he did, and he wouldn't even talk about him. It was so fearful that he, had, you know, apparently that entity was still operating. You know, and he got to see him there, and it was it was it was so horrific, even in the spirit, that he had a hard time with it. But uh, anyway, for those of y'all that are confused, I guess hang on. Uh, anyway, Barry Rothman, <laughs> September the 29th, 2022, he did two matrices. And if you, as, as you well know, Barry's been studying some really interesting stuff going back into the background of the Bible. And, you know, he runs his Hebrew, he runs it in Hebrew, it's the Torah codes that are on the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. That's all. He don't go into the rest of it, okay? Even Daniel particularly. Uh, but Egypt runs the first five. That's where they run the Torah codes. And uh, the Torah's got, and I really believe this stuff. I believe that when the Torah was written, it was written by a, a let's see, a spiritual, in other words, the, the creator, spiritual, engineer, mathematician of everything. And yeah. he, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And you can actually go back and try to mathematize, if you will, uh, the mathematical renderings of all of this, and it's perfect, absolutely perfect, and a human couldn't write it, okay? A human might, I guess you could say, be given the words by the Spirit and write some of it down, but a human couldn't dream this up and write it. And so with that being said, I'm going to give you a real wild one here because... Uh, Barry Rothman, you know, has done a lot of work on the ETs, and he's done a lot of work. And you know, he ran across this guy Ibrahimi, if you will, and that deal that goes back into the dovetails into the COVID and the bioweapon and China and all this kind of stuff. And this guy really dealt with him, and this guy said, "Hey, I'm a hybrid. I'm not a. I'm not human. I'm a hybrid. I mean, you know, no big deal. But listen, 
a woman came to bury, you know. And guess what? Her name's in the Torah code. Her name starts off both matrices. And she told Barry, she said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a humanoid. I'm not human, you know. I came from another star system. I came from another planet that was destroyed in that star system. I was brought to Earth. And so Barry said, you know, I appreciate Barry because he's open to that kind of talk. He'll, but he doesn't just say, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I believe you. He'll go dig in the Torah, and, and, and he'll, he'll operate his mathematics, and he'll operate his computers. And this is so neat, really, you know. And, and I'm going to read you right quick here what Barry said. Then I'll give you both matrices. They're really interesting. It says here, and her name, by the way, is Rivka Renfro. And he says, and this is what Barry says. He says, Riva, Rivka Renfro, an E.T., in, of origin mm-hmm. you, was by an arc, a space arc, evacuated from a destroyed planet, M-E-I-E is how it's pronounced in the Torah codes. It's Miri star. It's a star in the Pleiades system. And this is what he said. He said, after all of this, sounds like to me it's a wake-up call about ET aliens hiding on Earth, and I'm convinced we got a lot of those. Yep. Okay, they're 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 in special bases, uh, they're in caves and caverns, they're deep inside the Earth, they're probably in Antarctica, uh, you know, underground under the ocean bases. I mean, hey, I could go on and on and on and on about you know, Moon, Mars. Uh, you know, Jupiter, uh, you know, they're being found everywhere if you look hard enough. But, of course, you don't read this. This is not on the uh, Washington, D.C. or the White House news of the day. But anyway, this is what's interesting, Stuart. Listen to, listen to the wordings of this. Now, this, uh, this woman, Rivka Renfro, came to Barry and said, I am... I'm a humanoid. I'm not, I'm not human particularly, but I'm a humanoid, and I'm from the Pleiades star system, and my planet was destroyed, and, you know, the name of the planet, she gave it to him. I just pronounced it for you the best I could, and she said, uh, you know, an ark, a ship, and it, and it, it kind of dovetails uh, in a way with the movie Knowing. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuart, yep. Stuart, it, you know, you remember how those ark ships came and got, and remember in uh, the day the earth stood still, how the, the second one, arks came and took the animals and stuff too, and yes, you know yes. they were leaving the planet as the planet was about to be destroyed or going to be, and and anyway, it's it's funny. There's clues all over the place in movies about this, but anyway, here's the matrix number one. This is this is the first matrix Barry ran. Number one, Rivka Renfro. That's her first and last name in the Torah, embedded in the Torah itself. That, that to me, legitimizes a little bit of who she is. Number two, evacuate. Number three, and number three, M-I-E-I, the name of the planet she said she came from that was destroyed, the star. Uh, number four, extinction. Number five, to this earth. In other words, everything that she's saying, the Torah basically is saying, yeah, your name's right. 
you know, you came from this EMEA, you -hmm. evacuated, it was an extinction event, you came to this earth, and get this this number six phrase, Stuart, what means the heat of this great anger? I just wonder, Stuart, if that was one of the planets destroyed by the Creator in a war. Yeah, that's probably in Ezekiel. That's what it's talking about, maybe. We yeah. don't know if and they anyway, were just inter uh, solar system or whether they were intergalactic. We're not told. Well, this is when you talk about uh, when you talk about a, a planet of the Pleiades or star with a planet of the Pleiades star system. It is intergalactic. Yes, that's right. And, and so, anyway, here's the second matrix. Then I'll get you to talk about all of it if you want to. Number one, Rivka. Renfro, same name, her name, two, to the UFO, three, (laughs) from the skies, heavens, it will come down upon you, four, ark or ship, number five, Mia, the the star system, the planet there, six, the Pleiades. I mean, can you, can you make this up, Stuart? The uh, Torah, the first five books of the Bible, when you run the mathematical uh, uh, software, and you find hidden all of this stuff about one individual that come up to Barry Rothman in history and said, hey, look at who I really am. What do you think, yeah. Kurt? <laughs> That's very, very strange. And uh, it's supernatural, of course. And, you know, if you go back before Adam and Eve, and there are many theologians who claim that this planet here was inhabited by Satan and his angels. And uh, also his home planet was destroyed. You'll find that in Ezekiel. And that is now our asteroid belt. And uh, very, very fascinating. Because if you look at Mars, for an example, half of the planet is peppered with impact events and the other half is not and so some people are now thinking that uh, Mars was actually a, a sort of a moon of this huge planet that got destroyed and uh, you remember I don't know if you remember Larry this kid this boy from Russia who claimed yeah. uh, that he yeah. was from Mars remember that I do so we don't have a clue. We really don't have a clue of our actual history. And even people like Klaus Dona and, and some of those people who uh, are digging up all of these uh, giants and whatnot, as soon as they're dug up, they somehow vanish because the people in, in the governments do not want you or the general public to understand that the Bible is true. Because the Bible talks about this sort of thing. It's all over the place if you just read it. Uh, Yeah, that's fascinating stuff. And uh, And the name Renfro just rings a bell somehow to me. I'm not sure exactly. I have to think about that for a while. But it (laughs) it rings a bell. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. And, and by the way, what's so odd is Barry is not hunting down all of this stuff. 
all of this stuff over the last few years, Stuart, as you well know, has come to him. He hasn't had to go anywhere. He's still sitting in Florida. Well, I hope he is. But uh, it, I, one thing I was thinking is, as this was, uh, we were talking about all this, is, you know, of course, nobody believes no eyes, even though, you know, Red Elk knew her. Uh, but didn't know I say something really interesting that nobody ultimately would ever tell the people on the planet about these ETs that they would literally absolutely have to reveal themselves, and then the yes. people would be mad, right? Yep, yep. They would be mad at the governments of the world because the governments of the world knew about it all along and hid it from the people. And she says it will be the aliens themselves that will reveal themselves, and it won't be any government like uh, Dr. Greer is trying to get disclosure on his disclosure project. Um, she says there will be no disclosure or any basic disclosure. They'll dribble it out, and, and uh, it's kind of like getting the people acclimated. It's called the acclimation project where they get to – general public acclimated to the fact that we're not alone and never have been. And uh, so all of this stuff comes as no surprise, really, because here we are probably in the final uh, seven years of mankind's probation on Earth, unless these experts who figure out all this stuff are wrong. But all of the uh, things that are going on tend to prove that they're absolutely right, that mankind has now entered its final uh, years of probation, and then world civilization will be terminated, just like it was during the flood, uh, just like it was before Adam and Eve. And um, you remember when Solon went to Egypt, and he was talking to the English uh, or this Egyptian priesthood, and they said, Solon, Solon, you're you're ignorant. How is it you don't know these things? Uh, the earth has been terminated time and again through different methods, and it will be again. So civilization, see, here's the problem with scientists. They think this stuff takes millions of years. You know, you you um, it. You know, if you're going to have mass uh, land changes, it's going to take place over many millions of years. Well, the Bible and all your ancient books say just the opposite. You have periods of quiescence where nothing is happening, and then you have warning signs of another catastrophe. Well, we have all the warning signs of another pending catastrophe, including, of course, Planet X, Nemesis, Planet of the Crossing, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter. And uh, this is going to go hand in hand with the uh, disclosure of other races, other planets. Now, the Bible is uh, kind of harsh on them. It says most of these are fakes. Uh, they're imposters. They're not really real what they say they are. How would we know? You know, how, how would you know? Uh, you can't, how do you vet something like that? I mean, it had been the same thing as the Lord walking on the earth, claiming he is the Lord who created everything. What do you think most people would think of that? They'd say he was a lunatic. And so 
it has to be demonstrated. It has to be shown to people. The problem with a skeptic is that no matter what you present as evidence, if he hasn't seen it personally, he or she, it doesn't exist. And how about all of the people, millions of people who have seen UFOs? Well, I haven't seen one, therefore they're all liars, or they're just making it all up. And, and this is the attitude of humanities, and that's how the brain operates. So it's just too bad that they can't open their minds and their hearts to all of this. You want to be a real Christian? You better open up your heart and mind big time, or you're going to just not make it. It's, it's again, a harsh saying, but that's just what it says. Yeah, amazing, Larry. Amazing. What yeah, else it's, does it's he really have? interesting. I, I remember it reminds me, when you were saying there, you got to open your mind, you know, to understand it, you know, it reminded me of those words Art Bell used years ago. You want to take a ride? And I think you've actually <laughs> used that a couple of times. Do you want to take it, it, it? You know, when you open your mind up to the spirit of God that's alive and that can indwell you at the same time and take you out of your body and take you places that it desires you go, not you yourself, but it desires and Hey, do you, you know, I tell any Christian, do you want to take a ride? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a movie. Uh, what was the name of that movie? I can't think of it right now. Uh, but anyway. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was about that machine. Remember uh, that the the plans came uh, in, in yes. a message? Uh, yes. I can't think of the name of it, but uh, Contact. Yes, the movie Contact. Yep. And, um, again, you know, what were they? They were very skeptical. Well, what is this machine? Is this going to bring a multitude of soldiers or something? They're going to take over the earth? See how skeptical humanity is. Of course, it's an, it would be an open question. Uh, you get this message from the stars, and it says, build this. And uh, I guess anybody with a with a brain would say, "Hmm, I wonder why they're doing it this way, and what do they want?" Uh, anyway, you, you can go on and yeah, on with hey, that kind of stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know if we had one hour, or hour and a half tonight. But, hour and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's good because I've been talking too long. But you know, as I thought, what I thought in that movie Contact, one of the things that really stood out to me was when they figured out that it wasn't just a frequency. It actually had uh, plans to build a machine embedded in it, and not only that, and what's the odds, Stuart, that in this movie Contact, that the very first recorded message that's played back to Earth is Hitler? Yes. Maybe that was an embedded warning, because that's what's <laughs> coming next, is another Hitler. Uh, they embed all kinds of things in these movies, and uh, this is how the elite... Uh, tell you what they're going to do, and then they do it. And if you see something in the movies, they probably already got it. Uh, Dr. Greer claims we already know how to break the, the light barrier. We go faster than the speed of light. And on and on and on it goes. And, of course, he claims it's true. And he has a lot of insiders that have told him all this, so I don't know. Here's, a, here's something to change horses, Larry. Breaking. General Michael Flynn uh, 
state governors are probably going to declare war. Now, there's your breakup. What do you think? Well, I think uh, that's a warning. I'd take it, you know, Michael Flynn (laughs) was the point of the sword, if you will, or the point of the spear in this war against Trump that began, and he was the first, I guess you could say, basically the first casualty of war when they declared war on Trump, uh, the Cyrus. And uh, they took him out. Well, I guess it would probably be historical how fast they took Michael Flynn out of his position, you know, with the White House and and basically began a, a avenue of destruction on him. And they wasn't able to complete that, but they took they took his money. They almost ruined his family. They went after his son. They took his house. Uh, you know, he lost all of his savings. I guess he even lost his retirement. So he's barely surviving, but he's still out there issuing warnings and – Matter of fact, now this is odd, Stuart, because, you know, I'm not a follower of Bill Gates. As a matter of fact, I could care less about it. I don't even like him, okay? I don't like the way mm-hmm. he thinks. I don't like the way he talks. I don't even like who he is. But with that being said, he made a really interesting comment. And, and this is kind of unfolding a little bit with Bannon and some of these others, that they're, they're trying to cushion people into understanding that this may not be an election red wave like everybody's thinking that it's going to be more trouble than you can even imagine this next election mm-hmm. because they haven't they haven't changed the rules they're still operating on the democratic corruption basis and so with that happening bill gates come out a couple of days ago and he made a very interesting comment and i'd like to see what you think of it because you know who he is and you know he's tied with klaus schwab and you know all these other well, mm-hmm. I won't say what they are, but uh, <laughs> anyway, you know how my mind works. But anyway, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting what he said. He said, I quote, this election, this coming election is going to be a, a hung-up election, and then we have civil war. What do you think? Yeah, they know. They know. They know exactly what they're doing. You find all this in the protocols of the elders of Sion. You'll find it in some of the ancient writings uh, of the plan. Uh, when I say ancient, I'm talking two, three hundred years ago. I'm not talking thousands of years ago. But Satan has his own script. He has his own rules of what he's going to do. He's a liar and a murderer from the beginning. But don't forget, folks, he really does run humanity for the most part. And uh, we are in a war. And this war, according to Michael Flynn and others, he's not alone, that we are going into a revolution here. And things are going to be decided. Usually, however, what happens is, and I'm seeing little comments here and there from people, that we need to really have a constitutional convention. We have to uh, open up the Constitution, and we have to rewrite it. It is the most dangerous but scripted uh, concept. They're advancing it now. Uh, Basically what it says is, well, the old Constitution and its Bill of Rights just don't cut it now with today's modern society. So what we have to do is we have to open up 
a convention on the Constitution. And then we basically will rewrite the Constitution. Now, I have a copy of one of the plans about rewriting the Constitution. It's called the New States Constitution. It's sitting out there in the wings, so to speak. It grants all these tremendous rights to the people. It reads wonderfully. However, it's a typical communist lie because every right they say in that document which they by the way can take out our constitution and our bill of rights and they can insert something like the new states constitution and ratify it and when they do the united states is over and has been submerged under the u.n anyway in that document they give you all these beautiful rights right and every one of those rights, it says, can be suspended at any time by the ruling elite and if it is considered an emergency. Well, that means you don't have any rights at all because they'll just suspend them all. We're going into a dictatorial communist operation. It's called the Fourth Beast of Daniel. There's no way around it, because Daniel, the prophet, is not lying. And he said this fourth beast rises up and tramples down the whole world, not just the United States, the whole world. And he says the nations survive, but their sovereignty is absorbed into the United Nations. In other words, the United States will still be here, but it will be ruled from the U.N. Well, a lot of people rise up and they say, well, it can't be possible because New York City is going to be nuked. Look, if, if the U.N. in New York is nuked, they'll just move it over. Now, how they're going to merge this with the Sanhedrin and what's going on in Israel, I'm not sure. We'll just have to watch and see how it works out. But it's not going to be good. It's not going to be fun. They mean to take over total control, and they're already working on it. Uh, got more than one headline considering new digital currencies. This is a headline being pushed by global elite will destroy privacy and total surveillance of everything. Well, as we've said before, that takes away all your freedom, totally. Well, how can it do that? It's just a digital purse. I can go to the store and buy a loaf of bread. No, you can't. You can only buy a loaf of bread if they allow you to buy a loaf of bread. You cannot go buy a bunch of beer for the football game unless they approve it. This is how this digital currency is going to work. It takes over all of you. From start to finish, they control everything you do. Oh, I want to buy a new car. No, you can't have one. You can't have one. Well, I need to go to the doctor. No, you can't go to the doctor. They control everything. So how is that going to work? Well, eventually, and I don't think it's very far away, you are either going to take the mark of the beast, which is going to run concurrent with this digital currency, 
or you can't even do anything. Remember what the Bible says. You cannot buy, you cannot sell, unless he who has the mark. This is where all this is headed. And they're going to use, uh, I believe, another wave of something. There's a headline, top (laughs) epidemiologist urges vaccinations against highly possible twindemic of COVID-19 and flu. Yeah, this is from China. He's saying, you know, you got to get the jab. you got to get the jab. They're going to make it mandatory. You don't take it? Well, I guess that's too bad for you anyway. <laughs> hey. This stuff is closing fast. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was going to see if I could find it here real quick. Uh, really interesting information came out about that uh I know I got it. Here it is. Really interesting, and I'd like your opinion on the and listen to the words of this. Listen to this is from Natural News. Of course, that's Mike Adams and different mm-hmm. doctors. But anyway, this is this is uh, a doctor, Doctor Jane Ruby. This is a Bradyon. A video that just went up, and now I, these are my notes I made, and I made some real quick notes off of it, because listen to the wording of this, though. Sounds like me and you talking in the background almost. Here it is, and I quote, Dr. Jane Ruby warns, the jabbed are now a new human species. Homo Borg Genesis. Let me say that again. Homo Borg Genesis. The world now has about 64% of a different genetic structure after those C- C-19 bioweapon jabs. What do you think, Stuart? Now, that is really interesting wording. Yeah, because that's the, it's the truth. People don't realize that the only pray, a prayer they have is that they got a placebo and not the mRNA jab. They have proven conclusively this thing goes into the body, it invades the cells, it changes you into a Borg. It's very slow. Some people are going to take years to do it. Other people, right away, other people just simply died. The shock of the system killed them almost immediately. Others die within a month. Some die within five months. Some die within a year. In fact, the acceleration of death all over the world is now almost to the point, I don't know how they can hide it. Hey, Stuart. uh, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to mention, uh, there's one other thing I heard today on Augusto's show. There's another doctor that was revealing some information, and it reminded me so much of your interview with Red Elk and where he talked about people lying dead everywhere, and they had to begin to ship them to the Auroras, uh, I guess up in the Dakotas or somewhere, in uh, train train cars. There were so many dead, but he he didn't know what caused it. However, uh, on Augusto's show today, uh, talked about a doctor that, that now was leaking information that there was data that if you have been jabbed, and you're still here, even though you got your own problems now. That they have, they have a, a some kind of uh, setup prepared. It's a 5G trigger. They're going to trigger by 5G 
other things that are inside that, and you're going to, and I, I don't want to describe what they say, but Stuart, it could be what Red Elk talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess, this is bad, bad news. Uh, it's, it's just one short headline. Graphene discovered in medical capsules from the U.K. It's called flu cloxanicin or something like that. I can't pronounce it. And it's uh, it's something that they give people, I think, if it's you're agitated or whatnot. Well, a guy decided he wanted to test this. So he opened up one of the capsules and put it in some water, and guess what? He found graphene in it. And he could make the, he could make it, the graphene move all around with a magnet. They're putting in this into everything. They intend to either kill or change everybody. Global Deep State and their hatred for what God did. They think they're going to improve upon what God did. Well, no, they're not going to improve. In fact, they've, they've chosen hell forever. I don't think it's not a very smart exchange. I don't know why anybody would exchange a year or two or three as, as, a, as a power so that you're in power for an eternity in hell, but of course they don't believe that, so they're going to have to go there, and then it'll be all too real to them. Uh, anyway, uh, all of this is coming together now. FISA, for example, is not sharing COVID booster vaccines with researchers. Now, why wouldn't they just share it and let people find out what's in it and how it works? They're refusing. Why? Well, because they don't want anybody to find out what's really in it. Anybody now that rolls up their sleeve and takes a jab uh, is uh, naive, totally naive. Uh, anyway, here's another one for you, Larry. Vax carpet bombs, aerialized vaccines being developed that can be prayed on or, or sprayed rather on human cities for automatic depopulation. These people, folks, will stop at nothing. Stop at nothing. That's why they want to change the Constitution. They want to make their mass genocide legal, just like Hitler made it legal. Uh, when Barry does his uh, Bible codes, he's running into Fourth Reich all the time. Well, Hitler ran the Third Reich. Do they think the guy that runs the Fourth Reich is any better? It's even far, far worse because now they have technologies they didn't have back then. And it's coming. And all this UFO, a lot of this stuff, the Heinebos, I've even seen them myself. I was laying out on the, on the lawn one time playing, playing with my puppy dogs. And uh, I looked up, and there was a Heinebu. I knew it was a Heinebu because I've seen the drawings of a Heinebu. All this stuff just simply went underground. All this anti-gravity stuff, the TR-3Bs and all of that, that's, it's real, folks. And I think we're going to have an invasion. It's going to be a fake, just like, uh, oh, what was his name? Warner Von Braun told Carol Rosen that the whole thing's a fake. In other words, it's going to appear as though we have an arrival but the arrival will not really be an arrival. Now, we have wondered 
whether that arrival all of a sudden turns into a real arrival. So we just have to wait and see how that works. Anyway, what else you got, Larry? You know, I was thinking, uh, which is really dangerous for me to do most of the time, but I, I was, I, I sincerely, Darnett warns me about thinking a lot of times. And, uh, but you know, I was thinking of something, uh, this is just a question. Okay. And, and I'd appreciate your answer, but I was wondering, you know, a lot of times we kind of overlook what the creator creates. I mean, we overlook his creation. Well, one of yep. the creations pretty much that we've overlooked that it seems like the fallen ones or the, or the fallen angels did not overlook was his uh what you call time machine in other words the past present and future you know and it's all together one i mean it's it's one day after a day in other words uh we're locked into this this machine and yes. every day i'm that's the day i experience but you know i was wondering Stuart, it, it, what you know because i don't know what he uses it for other than maybe having everybody in it if you will but I was thinking, you know, if, I, if I'm alive today, okay, and I don't have any graphene in me, and I don't have any jabs, and I don't have all of this stuff out of the sky in my body, and, and let's say tomorrow they pour all this stuff out on me and, and I pass away, you know, if, if I, I guess you could say if my contract with Jesus Christ is, is pretty solid, he could actually... Mm-hmm. I'm still alive yesterday without this stuff. Well, yeah, I, I think what what's going on here is they're tempting. I mean, a person that's in the Lord is protected from this stuff. I think this is what's going on way back in Genesis. Uh, if Adam and Eve had not eaten of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, we would have uh, had a totally different past, present, and future. I have always thought that time is really the person. Because if you go into uh, eternity, time doesn't exist. A lot of people think eternity is just endless time, but it really isn't. Eternity, there is no time. The Book of Enoch uh, talks about that, that after the uh, millennium, we go into a period of non-counting, no days, no weeks, no months, no years. That's eternity, where there is no time passage. We don't understand it. Our minds are hardwired to existing in time and space. So we can't really comprehend what eternity really is. It's a kind of an all-present now. And there is no future, there is no past, there is only now. We can't we can't figure it out. Um, it, it, it's interesting, and uh, I have always believed that the past is still there. And you, if you could figure out a way to get back there, you could see it. The future <laughs> is there too, and you could go forward and see it. And maybe they have already done so. In fact, some of the stuff that I've seen uh, would indicate that they know how to transverse this. And uh, exactly how far they're allowed to go, I don't know. But it's weird, and uh, we don't have a clue as to how this universe really is run. But I've always thought that time and space is part of the curse. Uh, 
the second law of thermodynamics. Everything runs down. It's a curse. It's all combined together. You can't have time without space. And you need time and space, which are connected together. Nobody knows really how, who, what it is. But if you want an atom to revolve around the nucleus, it requires space, number one, and it requires time. And so in a material universe, you must have time and space. So it's very, very interesting, and we don't really know what this is all about. I wanted to get to this one here, Larry. USDA prepares to seize and control your food during food shortages. And it's called the People's Garden Initiative. Under the USDA wants to register all the gardens in the USA. Why would they want that? <laughs> well, so they want they to know where your food your is. Stuff. Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, amazing. UN food official warns fertilizer affordability crisis could slash global grain production by 40%. Now, this is interesting because that hurricane Ian, just guess what it took out? It took out one of our leading mass producers of fertilizer, phosphate. Uh, another evidence actually, of geoengineering and steering of a, of a hurricane. It goes hand-in-hand hand with what I just read you. They are after the food. If they can control the food, they control you. If they can control the money, they control you even to a more degree. Uh, hey, on and on and on it goes. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I don't want to take up much time because we need to talk about Ukraine, but uh, think of all the, uh, and it's worldwide, all of the food industries, all of the marketplaces, all of the uh, the uh, canning plants, all of these things that, that goes along with uh, oil you know, produ production and gasoline and all the fires over the last year or so, all of these mysterious fires, that have burned down all these places across the U.S. and everywhere. You haven't heard of one person getting caught, have you? Not one. And you haven't even heard any result of any of the investigations. Now, you know what that tells me being a cop all these years? It's an inside <laughs> job. Sure. It's kind of like those railroad, uh, what do you call them, derailers. Oh, like yeah. your own business, Larry. You know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's just too bad that we, we have a people who are so laid back that they really don't care. They're apathetic to all this, and uh, it's too bad. Here's another one, though, that you guys need to know about. U.S. government panel wants mental health screenings for all adults in America. U.S. Public Health Task Force is recommending that everyone over the age of 18 should undergo mental health screenings for depression, and those between 19 and 64-year-olds should be screened for anxiety disorders, even if they're showing no symptoms of these mental health disorders. Now, why would they do this? Well, because that's how they can get the guns. Everybody, if you if you look into the shrink manuals 
just about everybody that's born on Earth has a mental health problem. Well, you can't own a gun if you are mentally health, uh, if your mental health is not right. Who decides what is mental health? The shrinks, who are probably more mentally ill than anybody. Um, this, is, this is how it goes, folks. The second recommendation calls for adults between the ages of 19 and 64 to undergo, and this is mandatory, folks, screenings for anxiety who haven't already been diagnosed with a mental health disorder. Well, basically, folks, if you're alive, you're mentally ill anyway. So there you go. You can't win for losing. They've got this all figured out. And remember what happened over in Russia under the lockdowns there. If you were not a communist, you had a mental health disorder. Because anybody that was sane and rational would want to be a communist. You see how they do it? They're liars, murderers from the beginning. And they mess it all up. Here's another one, Larry. Religious liberty is under attack worldwide, not just here in America, warns U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito is warning that religious liberty is in peril around the world, partly because of the waning influence of religion itself. that interesting? What do you think about that one, Larry? Talk about apostasy. Well, he's no longer a sitting Supreme Court judge. He can talk. He can tell you the truth now, can't he? Yes, he can. Yep. Yep. And you wanted to get into this thing with Russia. This is this looks like World War Three to me. Yeah, go ahead and brief us on that. Well, basically, some of the data is, and I don't have time really to say much, but. Uh, in some of Hal Turner's covert intel that's verified by other news agencies, uh, Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson, and that's odd because Kherson is where supposedly that uh, yes, that mothership. craft is buried un- under the desert, and Zaporozhye, that's where that uh, the l- world's largest nuclear plant power plant is. They have all signed agreements, and it's signed now by Putin himself. And uh, Medvedev and the Russian Federation says, welcome to Russia. They are now Russian territory. Now, NATO came out today and said, we don't recognize this, and we're going to stand behind Ukraine to take all these areas back. On the other hand, Russia says, it appears to say, uh, I will use nukes if you try to do that, because I'm not going to fight NATO. I'm going to nuke NATO. How's that? And um uh, yeah. So, yep, so what's interesting, suddenly U.S. and Poland and Bulgaria and Italy are warning their citizens to leave Russia immediately. Uh, Putin, I heard, went on a rant today, and uh, I don't have the real data on all of that, but uh, he said he don't care what they believe, that uh, he thinks he can take on uh, NATO and he can win. Now, this is what's interesting. Let me read these really quick here. Uh, these are covert intelligence uh, coming out. Says uh, there's covert intel already loaded on ships for the Ukraine and the U.S. And, and it's a whole lot of stuff I'm not going to go into. But we're we're not we have not even slowed the supply. We're doubling it up. We're giving billions more to supposedly Ukraine to fight Russia. And uh, this is interesting. Major Russian troops massing in Kaliningrad. 
Russian reserve troops massing possibly to be used to cut off the Baltics from Europe and NATO. Military gear stage, troops massing, and 70-plus Russian warships already there. Uh, possible move to cut off Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and Poland from NATO. And and then when that came up, uh, get this one, because that's on Kaliningrad is one portion of that Baltic, but then again mm-hmm. you've got Belarus. Now listen to this, covert intel, deployment of 200,000 more troops. Covert intel sources say Belarus President Lukashenko will deploy 120,000 Belarus soldiers uh, beginning in November through February, plus has agreed to supply uh, the supplies that are needed to 100,000 mobilized Russian troops additionally. And uh, so, so, Stuart, what you got happening is hundreds of thousands of troops, Russian, and there could be very possibly North Koreans, Chinese, uh, Iranians, they, they could be anybody, you know, in this group of Russian armies because we found the Chinese there now. Uh, yeah. But you've got a, hundreds of thousands uh, in Kaliningrad on the border of the Baltic states and Poland, and then on the other Belarus border, bordering Poland and the other kind of corner of the Baltic states, is hundreds of at least two to 250,000 more Russian and Belarus troops with whoever else is there. Stuart, this is not just for Ukraine. What do you think? No, I, I agree. I think he's getting ready. He knows he's got to fight a war with NATO. He knows NATO is deeply involved. He knows the Americans are deeply involved. And he knows that uh, he's going to have to fight them. And it's just a question of when. It's not a question of if. And if you read your biblical prophecies, it appears to me that it is Russia is the primarily the mover and shaker of the attack upon the United States, where we lose a number of cities. And one hour is your time up. So, you know, it doesn't take long for uh, nuclear missiles to hit. And here's some of the stuff that Putin actually said. Well, here's something he said just a few hours ago. This is what's interesting, and it's almost biblical. Uh, this is Breitbart News. It just came up a couple of hours ago. Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin vows destruction of the satanic West in the Ukraine annexation rant and says this is all irreversible now. Yeah, yeah, they're going. He said, we will protect our lands with all the forces and means available to us, we will do everything to ensure the safety of people. This is a great liberation mission of our people. Now, they had a whole bunch of states monitoring those elections. And the people did, in fact, vote to leave uh, Ukraine and join Russia. And he says, and you know, of course, propaganda on both sides. So it's kind of hard to figure out. People have made their choice, says Putin. This is the will of millions of people. This is their inalienable right, which is enshrined in the U.N. Charter. Well, of course, the whole West and the U.N. and Israel even is saying, you can't do that. That's illegal. What you did was wrong. Uh, They're building up to the war. That's all. Uh, it's, It's enshrined in the protocols. Of the elders of Zion, World War well, Three, folks. Yeah, it's coming. 
Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Here's here's something I wanted to get in real quick that we didn't know about, if true, and you know who Paul Craig Roberts is, you know, an insider. Yes. Listen to this one. This is what he just just put out. The Pentagon is to create a new Ukraine command. Now, he, he put this out September the 30th, 2022. That's today. He says, with U.S. forces already involved in the Ukraine war, this will open the door for the deployment of U.S. troops into fighting inside Ukraine. And he said, even with the Kremlin's blunders in the Ukraine that, that has placed the conflict now at a stalled war. Now, he, he, Paul yes. Craig Roberts using word, wordage like the stalled war, and remember Barry Rothman's Torah code said a stalled war will threaten nukes. Yep. Yep, that's where we are. He says, uh, Russia, this is Putin again. We will protect our lands with everything that we have. Uh, then he says, we will rebuild all the destroyed cities and towns. We will develop enterprises, infrastructure, health care systems. The West does not need Russia at all. It is us who need Russia. Russia will always be Russia. We will defend it. The West always says that it stands for order and rules, but where are the rules? Solid, double, or even triple standards designed for fools. Russia will not live by such rules. And he also talks about how evil we have become. Absolutely evil. And he says the Russian people are not going to go along with these woke, uh, satanic stuff. So here we are, folks. And uh, it's right on time. I hate to tell people that. But I believe we truly have entered the last seven years of mankind's probation upon earth. So my advice is, because Jesus is the only escape you have, is to go before him and say, um, okay, I'll do what you say, and start the process. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Heads up. We have no idea what's coming down the road next. So anyway, take care. Everybody, thanks for listening.